What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute, absolute favorite podcast about movie news, TV news, awards news, entertainment news. All the above. Get, yeah. 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 You get my <laughs> my intros by now. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yeah. How you doing, Josh? You want to you want to kick us off with some uh, content recommendation content that you've been consuming? Not necessarily a recommendation. Yes. That's true. Not necessarily recommendations. Uh, and I will be following that right here. Uh, yeah. So my <laughs> first piece of content that I uh, consumed over the past week was the new Pixar movie Turning Red, which premiered sometime last week on Disney Plus. Yeah. Didn't go to theaters, which was pretty. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like they could have done it. You know, they sure. were in that period of time. Uh I, I thought this was a great movie, directed by Domi Shi, starring Rosalie Chung, uh, Sandra Oh, Ava Morse, uh, Hyen Park, like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of people, uh, and basically centers around a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl growing up in Toronto, and she figures out that if she expresses any real emotion, like really strong emotion, she turns into this red panda, which is something to do with her ancestors and their connection with red pandas. And overall, this movie, I thought, did a really good job at kind of grounding everything in real life, which is funny, because if you go Mm. and look at certain reviews for this film, there's a really specific type of reviewer who did not enjoy this movie at all and thought it was too like oh my god i couldn't connect with like there were so many reviews like i couldn't connect with this at all which i found hilarious because if you go through the pixar like catalog i mean what are you connecting with dude like it's cars and toys and monsters like this is the (laughs) where you draw the line so i thought that was really funny um but i thought this was a great movie it's really contemporary like feels like it was made in the past three years uh Mm -hmm. it does not shy away from the growing pains of uh adolescence and especially going through what you have to go through as a girl i mean it does not at all shy away from that stuff which i think is really important as well as just being you know an asian in a fairly white community that's another thing that i thought was really really well done and um didn't like feel like it was pandering at all and it was just done in a way that felt natural so i don't get what those critics are talking about where it's like oh this is so so outlandish um so overall i would say this is worth watching especially if you're into the pixar stuff if you're not you're probably not gonna like this at all but overall all right uh, turning red i thought was worth it uh the other piece of content i consumed was uh the adam project you know about this movie i have heard about this movie i have heard somewhat positive things about this movie me too which is why i was like let me give this Uh thing a shot um i'm not the biggest sean levy guy he did some stranger things stuff which i am sort of a fan of but he also did free guy which i'm like very you know it's very hit or miss on a lot of the stuff in that film this movie stars Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds once again. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, Jennifer Garner. Like it's a kind of a crazy cast, but really it's just Ryan Reynolds and this kid. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Um, hold on, uh, I can't even remember his name now. But basically, a young Ryan Reynolds where he's talking to himself, and it's about time travel. And I'm not going to get yeah. into the story because I just thought it was dumb. Um, I didn't think this movie worked at all and i can i kind of understand for kids under the age of like 15 i'm sure this is a great thing this is the second movie also where ryan reynolds is not in a star wars movie but he has a lightsaber and i'm like can we just like 
Uh, what yeah. are we doing here? I just Take didn't the really hint understand here. He just it. wants into the franchise. He just yeah. wants in. Uh, and it's not cool. It's not fun. Like, it's just stupid. I, I thought that the writing was lazy. I think this movie is about 90 minutes. It could actually have been two hours, and I would have liked it more, because you get no time with any of the supporting mm. characters. Like, Jennifer Garner is in it for, like, two minutes, maybe, and she's, like, a huge portion of this movie. Hmm. And I was just like, I just don't understand. Same with Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, what is what is going on here? They didn't they didn't leave any room for you to understand or care about these tertiary characters, which I thought was just not not very well done. Um, yeah. So this really makes me nervous because Sean Levy is now doing Deadpool three. So I'm like, dude, yeah, zero for two for the Sean and Ryan train here, and like, uh, doesn't give me well. Hope and for Deadpool, the Deadpool three has a lot of. A lot of weight to to carry in terms yeah. of bringing Deadpool into the MCU. It does, and just following two really successful Deadpool movies, um, yeah. directed by two different people. So I'm like, eh, we'll see what happens. Um, so that's my other piece of content, The Adam Project. It's on Netflix. Let me check it out. It's there. It's something to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those are my pieces of content for this week. What do you have, Willis? So I too almost well. Uh, not I too. I almost watched Turning Red, um, mm. but at the last moment, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to knock something off my Oscar list. So I watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Ooh. Which, because I was like, yeah, I'm in the mood for an animated film. And there you go. I've sure. seen all the other Pixar stuff out there. Not that yeah. it's Pixar, but. Um, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Mm. It's it's really, really beautiful. And it kind of. Um, it does have a very cool setup in terms of like the mythology of the dragons and whatnot. And there's this, um, Oh, I'm not going to remember what it's called now, but there's basically this presence that is turning things to stone, people to stone the world to stone. Ah, really, really interesting setup, but you know exactly how it's going to go after about 10 minutes. Mm. They set up this thing and it's like, I have this, I mean, it is your classic Disney animated film it's like they're going to set up this thing and then they're going to go through that and then that's what's going to happen yeah <laughs> so you know i was kind of like okay so we're here and now, oh look we're, we're building all this you know um i found aquafina plays the last dragon um oh. hmm. which i found really really distracting oh okay <laughs> it's it's a weird the cadence of a lot of the characters is very modern okay um, and it's set in like a ancient Japan, China, you know, mm-hmm. non-specific, but like kind sure. of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And just her doing her Aquafina thing, which is you know her playing Aquafina, sure. um, didn't fit. And like, oh god, maybe not really care about the character. So like, uh, beautiful, but like that's about all I had going for it for me. So mm, okay, I've heard similar things from other people where it's like this. Yeah, it looks really good, yeah. but subject-wise and content-wise, it's like, eh. It's like a really <laughs> interesting like, thing to look at in terms of like, this is a nominated for Best Animated Feature of the Year. Right. And I'm like, it's 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 a formulaic story with annoying characters that I, you know. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting that, like, I don't know. It's, we got to up the game in the uh, animation category, but. Yeah, I uh, you, you got to check out the Mitchells versus the Machines because that's actually heard, one yeah. that it, it's pretty good. But it's Lord Miller, so like you know mm-hmm. they they have that shit locked down in yeah. terms of what they can do. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the other one in that category. Um, but mm-hmm. 
Uh, the other piece I uh, I consumed is I finally watched Being the Ricardos, mm. Mm. which doesn't really work. Yeah, I was kind of like I wanted it to. Um, you never, in my opinion, at least, you never don't see Javier Bardem. I will say uh, ah. J.K. Simmons really, really good. Like I'm, I'm getting the Oscar nomination for that. Um, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll win it, but like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, and Nicole Kidman, just like, it's not there. It's not there there. at all. It's weird. Like if it was a Jane Fonda movie, it it would have been closer. There were a few times where I was like, she looks like young Jane Fonda. She sounds like young, young Jane Fonda. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. And like the weirdest thing, I think my biggest complaint with it is the writing which is really bizarre that it's Aaron Sorkin. I was going to say, do you think this was a Sorkin? You think it was too Sorkin-y? Like- <laughs> no, I, like that's the thing. And like, I love Aaron Sorkin. I am a yeah. massive Aaron Sorkin fan. And it's just like, it's, I don't know if it was him trying to pull too much from the director's chair that the, the script suffered or something like that. I'm just mm. like, there were so many little things, or I don't know if it's like a, I didn't, know that much about Lucy and Desi like yeah I don't know but like yeah it just I wanted to I, I went in it I went into it with an open mind right. um and then by the end I was just like I didn't there's like this big thing that's supposed to be at the end that's supposed to be this big payoff and I'm like I don't care like right okay right <laughs> you know oh god I mean that's it's funny because so my mom wanted me to say this on the pod because she literally called me to say that uh that i misquoted her when i said that uh she (laughs) said that nicole kidman didn't embody like she just wasn't into that that role she and she basically was like as being a huge lucille fan was like there isn't anyone who can do that like it's one of those things where it's like i just don't think that it's going to be able to happen and and be realistic and have people buy it so that might be one of those cases where it's like should we just leave this alone? I know there's another Lucy and Desi thing coming out soon. And yeah. I'm like, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I, someone asked me when I was talking to them about it, about like, who would you want to cast? Like, who would you have wanted to play uh, Lucille Ball? Yeah. And it took me a really long time. And the closest thing I could come up with was, I think Jessica Chastain could have been pretty good at it. Mm, okay. Okay. And I, I fully admit part of that might be colored by the fact that she's a redhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I may have gone think of yeah. redheads and then, but um, yeah, yeah. I just, Nicole Kidman, it was like, it was never Nicole Kidman, but it was never Lucille Ball. So interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll anyway. have to give it a shot, but we'll see. It's so it far goes down quick. on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like an it, hour and a half. It does or... go quick. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's like just over two hours, but it's, okay. you know, eh, um, doable. Yeah. So, so those All are right. my, my two pieces there. Uh, Raya and the last dragon, not Raya, the last dragon. Raya is not the name of the dragon. Ah, Raya is the name of the main girl. Um, and being the Ricardos. So gotcha. Cool. Let's uh, let's get into our our episode proper here. Um, yeah, we've got a few different things we're going to talk about. Uh, last week we talked about AMC and uh, theaters doing a surcharge for the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, and there's follow up on that because apparently no one told the studios that that was going <laughs> to 
going to happen. Uh, yeah. And they were just kind of like, what? And mm-hmm. their issue with it is pretty hilarious. So we're going to we're going to dig into that a little bit. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about streaming platforms and their thoughts around running ads and the different ways that they the different ways that the different streamers approach that um mm-hmm. which you know we'll see how that goes uh yeah. and then uh the obi-wan kenobi trailer came out last week i believe i believe so and we have some thoughts so Very we're gonna so. we're gonna dig into that a little bit and um and determine how hyped we are for obi-wan kenobi yes yes obi that, obi-wan kenobi that's the full name Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Not Obi Wan. Not Kenobi. Nope. So that's what we're gonna do. So let's get into it. So let's talk about the Batman. I've still not seen the Batman, so this will still be spoiler free. Completely. Yep. Um, but to recap what we what we talked about last week, AMC up the was it just amc or was it everyone it was amc and i can't remember the other two the two other major movie theater chains did it as well but they did it without issuing a statement before it. sure so amc regal and whatever the third one was yeah charged an extra dollar for the batman yep for the first eight days Mm -hmm. which like i think our general consensus last week was like yeah if you're going to see the Batman in the first eight days, you're not going to fret over a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Warner Brothers, who put out the movie, has come back. Josh, why don't you tell us about their about their uh, their issue, as it were? So WB here, the 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 um, I don't even know what you'd call them right now. I wouldn't say the godfather of everything, but they're a big voice in this space. Uh, yeah. They or at least some industry insiders and execs are not overly happy with the fact that AMC, uh, not the fact that they're charging more for the ticket, but they're pretty upset that AMC issued a statement and was the only chain to issue a statement to their audience stating that they were going to be doing this. Now, I didn't know that this was even going to happen beforehand. Like, I just got a ticket and it, it was what it was. So I don't know where they announced this per se. But Warner Brothers is not super happy. <laughs> I believe it was a, um, it's probably a tweet. <laughs> it, uh, no, it was, um, it was during an earnings call, an AMC earnings call that week. Mm, okay. Which is kind okay. of like an internal, like, you know, like any kind of stockholder is invited to it, but like, it's, you know, not like a, they put out a press release or something like that. Right. They weren't like, yeah, just like completely being uh, transparent about it. But nonetheless, they did, they did give some sort of a warning about this. And they also said that this was probably going to be the practice going forward for any of these major tent poles, which I, like last week we were talking about, it makes sense. Theaters are struggling hard. They have been for a number of years. The pandemic just completely exacerbated all of that stuff. And so they're going to have to do some drastic, like go to some drastic measure, measures to try and not necessarily make up losses, but to just keep this thing afloat. Because really the only movies these days that are making any money at all at the box office are these massive tent poles. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, every Marvel movie. Cause like yeah. Shang-Chi, Eternals, like they did fine, but they did not pull 
Spider-Man No Way Home numbers. They didn't yeah. even pull Batman numbers, which I think uh, it's a, about 500 million worldwide right now, which Just, is pretty cr- crazy. Yeah. So they're doing the thing. They're doing their thing. They're, they're they're trying to do, and they're not like, you know, we, we spoke about it last week. They're not hiking it up five bucks. They're hiking it up a yeah. dollar. And this yeah. is only for eight days. It's not for the entire run. So if you want to go see it at the regular rate, you just wait a week and a, a, week and a day and go see yeah. it the next weekend. It's just that simple. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the greed. It's the fact that they didn't want you to know about the greed. Yeah. <laughs> That really gets so me. So the the quote that gets me with this is any consumer. This is a um, an industry executive uh, was quoted as saying any consumer that hears or reads that that being that it's up going up a dollar is going to feel that they're being gouged. And right now, with everything getting more expensive with inflation, our headlines about surging prices what we need right now when so many auditoriums are nearly empty unless it's the opening weekend for a tentpole, which is like. <laughs> I don't know how, cause like, like, yeah, sure. What you're saying, like inflation is crazy and money's tight for a lot of people. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're being a little alarmist here. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a dollar for eight days. Like for eight days, <laughs> you know, like, and like, I, I don't think, and again, maybe I'm wrong here. Who knows? But I don't think anyone that's like follows movies in any capacity is like, what? Why are they doing this? We're just being gouged. Movie theaters are doing great and like everything is wonderful in, in cinema. Like, you know, like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, nobody goes to the movies anymore. They're 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 hurting. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, especially like with AMC. I'm like AMC in the past year with all of their, you know, consumer stock trading stuff has become super like of the people. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and like, that's why I'm like, yeah, like, of course they threw it out. Like, like they are like, why not tell, why not be upfront? What do you benefit from being like, actually, we're going to, this is going to be $19 instead of $18, but don't say anything. Right. Like what? That Then you'll feel like you're being gouged and they were trying to get away with it. Exactly. If you're being upfront with it, and especially since it's the eight day window, I mean, yeah, there's anybody who feels some type of way about this will wait eight days and go. Other than that, you're just not going. It, it should come as no surprise that this this type yeah. of stuff is happening. And again, it's not for every movie. It's for the hardcore Batman fans for the first yeah. week. And that shouldn't be as big of an issue. Like my I'm way more pissed at the gas station to being like, I can watch yeah. the number go up as I stand there. Like <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about yeah. one extra dollar to go see a movie that's already eighteen dollars. Like that's not I and, mean, bring it all the way to twenty and whatever. Like, you know. <laughs> well, and like if I'm gonna go see that movie and like I don't wanna spend the I, like it's not like it's like you have to spend this extra dollar. It's right. I think it's the window that really makes it like absurd to bitch about it in my mind yeah because like yeah like if it's if that's too much of a luxury wait and everybody needs to calm down about it like these guys are just trying to make money and if it's too much altogether wait three four weeks it'll be on hbo max (laughs) yeah (laughs) like there's there's just no way it's it's just it's really telling about these bigger corporations and bigger studios that they're they're pissed off about you knowing that they're screwing you. Like that's what really, and like you said, I mean, it would have been far worse for AMC 
in terms of the public perception if they hadn't said anything and i know that i you know i just yeah. said i have no idea where they said it but at least like it made articles you know it made some sort yeah. of a wave um i haven't heard too many people talking about this but it, it doesn't mean it's not out there and it would have been way worse if they had just been like eh we're just going to we're just going to do it yeah. and we're not going to say why and then next week it's going to be down again and no one's going to understand why like that's to me that's way worse like <laughs> just more confusing well and not for nothing but like you want to talk about this let's talk about why movie tickets are 18 dollars. <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know what i mean and like I, you know we don't have to get into yeah. that right now but i'm like yeah. if you're like oh but it's like 19 dollars, i'm like well okay so like why isn't it like 12 dollars then like you know like th- there's like economic I, I don't know it's a whole thing it's <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing you know like I, I keep coming very close to saying like, you know, it's AMC. It's like the little guy, like trying to just make stay afloat. And I'm like, it's not, it's a mat. Like AMC is a massive corporation, you know? And like, there is a level of like, yeah, this is like profit based, but sure. These are the guys that are, these are the movie theaters that are going to be around. These are like, yeah. this is, this is the devil, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, this has all been coming for a long time, and I don't just mean the price hike, but, like, there's going to be, like, the next move past this is just shutting down. Like, there's no, yeah. like, things have been bad for a long time, and obviously it's, it's gotten a lot worse, and there's no end in sight because of streamers and because of, you know, everything that's been going on with the industry and... So, I mean, I don't know that anyone should be surprised about this. You can be pissed if you want to, but again, just wait a week. I mean, it's already over. So like, what do you, what can you be pissed about? And I've seen, (laughs) I've seen more than a few articles quoting, I don't know, I won't say the same industry executives, but like quoting people in the industry that, oh yeah, in the next 10 years, going to the theater is going to be like going to a sporting event where you pay $50 and it's a whole evening and like an event and things like that. And I'm like, if you're already thinking that, like, shut up about a dollar. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I agree. I agree. I, I feel I'm getting, like, kind of annoyed here, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, not as huge of a, like, thing as we're making it out to be, but y'all need no. to calm down. Yeah, but also people will make a big deal about this, and I don't want to sound, like, super cavalier, but it's, like, if you can't... If a dollar hike is going to break the bank for you, then dude, just stay home and watch it on HBO when it comes yeah. out. Like there's no reason to go and spend yeah. 20 plus dollars on a ticket. Like I just, that's just how it is. Um, and there's options for that. It's not like you have to wait two years before this thing hits Blu-ray or whatever, or whenever, yeah. you know, it's like you, it's, it'll be out on a streamer within the next month, I assume. Well, that's depends how it does in the box office but well and here here's something like to add to this and then we can continue on but like you know if if a dollar is gonna like if you're like absolutely not i'm not paying a dollar there's a good chance that you're looking at ways to pirate this movie anyway yeah you know because like i'm sure like as soon as it pops up anywhere not theaters it will be all over like the pirate sites so i don't know i like people are gonna see the movie I don't know. I want to like think like figure out what the math is of like. So what's I don't know. Yeah, it, we should move on because I like I feel like we're just go. I'm just looping back to the same frustration of like guys, 
chill the fuck out. It's a dollar. Like, yeah, it's a dollar for eight days. That's kind of what that's kind of the end point. It's a dollar for eight days. You hate it. Wait eight days. Like, (laughs) that's just where it is. So. Oh, man. Speaking of money influencing things that you see. Let's talk a little bit about ads. My favorite thing ever, advertisements. Ads and commercials on streaming services. Do you subscribe to any streaming services that feed you ad services? Ad services. Feed you ads. (laughs) Yes, I do. I subscribe to Hulu with ads. Mm -hmm. Um I also technically subscribe to Tubi, but that's not like it's a free site. So like, of course it yeah. has ads. Um, and other than that, I think that's it. But I'll, I have a Peacock account, which also is like, I don't pay for yeah. it. So like I have the ad, ad one there. But other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Do you? I do. So I have, I do pay for ad-free Hulu. Mm. And I think, I think I pay for ad-free peacock but i i also do have um commercials on paramount plus which is the big one that i'm like kind of Mm. thinking about when we talk about this stuff yes so basically what we're talking about here is most of these streamers are setting up tiers where it's like you can pay a little less and uh see a couple ads yeah, there's a couple different ways that this this like develops. It's there's a couple different ways that this is shown. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them, like you know, if you're watching television, it will just put ads during the ad break, which I'm like, there you go, line up. There are yep. some that will go to commercial in a movie, which is harder for me. Yeah, not a fan. Um, IMDb TV does that where yes. Uh, you'll get about 20 minutes in. They'll be like, hey, we're just going to throw a 60 second ad at you. Um, not into that. Yeah. Yeah. Not into that. Um, but I think HBO Max is planning to do a tier where they put like a 90 second block at the front of a movie. Mm-hmm. To which I'm like, that I don't give a shit about. Yeah. That's what my Hulu does now. It's 90 seconds yeah. of ads before a movie and then it just plays. Which I'm yeah. like, cool, I'll just walk away for 90 seconds. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, like, it's an interesting thing here because <laughs> the basis of the article that we're kind of basing, I guess, this uh, section off of is, like, how dare these companies show ads? Yeah, it's a foreign concept. And, like, there's there's some argument to be made, I guess, of you're paying for these services and you're still getting ads. Mm-hmm. But, like, at what point did we decide that anything you pay for is ad-free? And I don't know. I Like, compare this to, I guess, um, like, news and things like that. Like, news websites and, like, paywalls and things like that. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I don't subscribe, I don't think, to any news. um, Like, I don't have, like, a New York Times subscription or anything in that vein. Not Um, me either. And I see articles fairly often that I'm like, oh, oh, I have to pay for that. I'm I, I'm not going to yeah. open an account for 
to read this one article out. Right. (laughs) I've gotten very good at just being like, yep. Okay. Moving on. Yep. Which is like, I guess this is not really a one-to-one comparison that I'm setting up here, but I'm like, that's the same kind of thing is like, I just am like ads exist. Ads are everywhere. Like most of the internet's economy is based on ads. Yeah. And I guess it's arguable that the subscription model was supposed to change that. Right. But like, it comes down to one of those things. It's like the two big assets are money and time. You know, so it's like, if you don't want to spend the money, spend the time. Right. If you don't want to spend the time, spend the money. Like, yeah, it's the world we live in. Like, (laughs) yeah, like that's, I'm sorry that you have to sit through an ad, but like, that's what, I don't know. Where do you end on this, Josh? Because I feel like (laughs) I'm just like this whole episode. I feel like I'm just over here. Like, just Just shut up and accept the way the world is. So I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, although what I will say is like, if you're paying, like, I think the way that things are at this point, people are like, well, if I'm paying, like, basically streamers have conditioned us to just not deal with ads, which has been coming for a while. Like even with recording TV back in like the late 2000s, early 2010s, like that was a way of getting around that. Um, so I, now, now I think people are just like, oh, wait, wait a minute an ad, like that's kind of foreign to me. But at the same time, it's like, you know, oh, we're paying for this, but we also get ads. You were paying for cable and you got literally way more ads. So it's like, I think that this should be okay. And these are way more like a lot of times, obviously, since it's the internet, they're gearing them more towards like your interests and stuff. Not that you're going to watch them necessarily, but I don't think it's, it's just kind of the way the world works. And if it's a 90 second ad block at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. Play that all day, man. Like I'll, I'm, I'm fine with that. Or even if it's a TV show. Now my one question is have TV shows kind of, they used to be set up to have built in ad breaks and now they're not like, they're very much like, okay, run straight through. And I wonder yeah. if that's going to change the way that TV is produced or the way that people view it. Cause it's just like, okay, it's going to stop in the middle of a scene now. And like, we're going to, you know, just kind of yeah. figure this out, um, which is kind of interesting. Well, I wonder, cause it, like, so the, the big thing I've been watching Picard on um, Paramount plus yeah. Yeah. And Picard has that same kind of vibe of, yeah, it's just running straight through, but mm-hmm. it does have ads in it and it cuts away and like it cuts away for a long time. Like it's a good three minute break. Yeah. Which like I sound insane when I say that out loud. I'm like three minutes is like it's three f- minutes. <laughs> like it makes the 48 minute episode like an hour like that's yeah like the stuff still for you know on yeah. the ones where it's i don't know and like <laughs> i i get up and i like go do something for five minutes yeah go get some water you know what i mean like i'll go snack. to the kitchen get a drink yeah. or like yeah go to the bathroom like that's what like there's nothing forcing you to sit here and watch it it's like just a disruption and like i'm sorry your attention span got disrupted for two seconds look down at your phone and then come back Mm -hmm. like um it is an interesting thing did you see uh so movie pass is coming back i know 
I saw the whole deal with the like track your yeah. eyes thing. Yeah. So so Movie Pass <laughs> is coming back, and they are going to have part of their app is going to actually track your eye movement to make sure you watch the ads. Which that to me, I was like, well, I'm not paying for Movie Pass. Like exactly. Yeah. It's just like that's what you do in commercials. Like I feel like commercials haven't. And, you know, I'm not a marketer. I don't know. But I feel like commercials haven't banked on the fact that you're paying 100% attention. No. That's why commercials are louder on, like, cable TV and, like, Mm -hmm. why it's all flashy and brighty and, like, quick and stuff like that. Where it's just, like, yeah, they're trying to get your attention. But I don't think anyone assumes that they will have 100% of your attention the whole time. If, yeah, awesome. But, like. Right, right. (laughs) I think it's interesting because... uh, and what's like this article that we read, I think the the taste that I left in this person's mouth was that, okay, I'm paying this much per month for this service. Yeah. And, you know, depending on the service it is, they, they have between, I think the lowest I saw, like Shutter had about a million subscribers, which is not, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't surprise me. And then yeah. I think Paramount Plus was next with about 10 million subscribers. And then mm-hmm. it just goes up from there. So I think... Like part of my question was, so you guys are making upwards of eighty to over a hundred million dollars a month just on us subscribing to you. Sure. Why ads other than just the fact that you want more money? Like when we're talking Netflix, I mean Netflix is. I don't think they'll add an ad tier unless they have one, and I'm not yeah. privy to it yet. But I mean, they're making five hundred million dollars a month or something stupid like that with their with or or actually way yeah. more than that. They're making like close to a billion dollars a month um that's ridiculous now that i'm saying that but it's what it is so even with hbo max i think they had like 70 80 million subscribers and it's like and their tier is high like it's a high that's a high priced streamer so i think like i was just like what why like for hbo max i'm like sure okay drop the price give people a five dollar tier yeah. And add ads. Well, that's like I'm looking here. Like Hulu with no ads is twelve ninety nine a month, and with ads, mm-hmm. it's six ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like right. half it. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it becomes like a cost benefit analysis of like, are you willing to pay twelve ninety nine to not have ads? Right. Like, is that ninety seconds or whatever worth six bucks a month to you? Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, like on Hulu, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, especially because especially on Hulu, they tend to run the same three ads over and over and over and over again. I know. I think that was my my breaking point with with getting Hulu (laughs) no ads just because I'm like, I can't watch this same commercial again. Um, That's their plan. Hey, maybe that's their trap. Yeah, (laughs) that's the strategy. Um, Here's an interesting question in this capacity. Do you think so we touched on how like some of it's not meant to have breaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. I go through the list of streamers and I'm like Netflix. I'm like Netflix shouldn't have ads. Like I would. Why would you know, they? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like Hulu like an ad one. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that's just TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And HBO is the interesting thing there of like, I feel like I would, would be really weird if I was watching like game of Thrones and it cut to a commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, if I'm watching Shark Tank or The Masked Singer, like, yeah, there's going to be, like, it's, it's, that seems more like TV. 
And yeah. I'm really trying my best to not say it's not TV, it's HBO, but you know, <laughs> like I mean, it, it, there's, I, I have these pre-built like mindsets of yeah. that would probably have commercials. This would not have commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has more to do with like how I would have expected it on TV back in the day. Does that yeah. make sense? Totally. And like with HBO and even like someone like Disney, which they've also decided that they're going to implement a tier with ads. I'm curious to see how that rolls because some of their shows, I mean, a lot of their shows, they don't seem like it's going to be, they're way more cinematic. Obviously a lot of their Marvel and Star Wars stuff, it's basically a movie that's cut up into 10 pieces. Um, So I'm curious to see about that. Yeah. HBO, I'm like succession dude, like get an ad during succession. Like that would ruin my, well, I feel like, I feel like HBO will probably exclusively do like pre-show ads. Yeah. Yeah. Which Which comes back to like, yeah, like I've got 90 seconds before, like I can chill out for 90 seconds while succession starts, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I think that like the fact that we've now been conditioned to not want like binge watching is a thing and like not taking breaks is a thing and just going from one to the next, like this may drive people to go up a tier like if they're (laughs) if they're hitting ads and they're like oh i just can't do it which there's plenty of people out there that would do that um so it's it's, yeah yeah, i'm yeah i'm in that same boat where it's like if depending on what it is like hulu i don't watch a lot of tv on hulu it's mostly like movies and i'm cool again i'm cool with 90 seconds of ads before a movie it is what it is and to be i'm like sure they have ads dispersed throughout a movie and i'm like it's free so what can i really bitch about at all um but I'd like to see the numbers on if people change because of this type of thing. Yeah. Because nobody is conditioned to give a shit about ads anymore. Like, if you're a yeah. YouTube user, like, sure, that's that's a thing. Or a Twitch user, like, that makes sense. But I think there are, are like, some uh... people that just, yeah, like, refuse to deal with it. Are like, no, you're not advertising to me. And, like, yeah. <laughs> if that's your mindset, then, like, that changes the whole game of like, yeah, like you shouldn't have to advertise to me. I'm giving you 99 cents like that. Right. (laughs) You know, and it's just like one of those. I'm like, but like, that's not like if that's your mindset, then Hulu is 1299. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have this other tier, but that like is below your baseline. And like that, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to come to terms with the idea of paying 1299 for Hulu. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's. I don't know. I'm pretty like, I feel like I'm really conditioned to ads um, and like don't really even notice them anymore, especially considering on a lot of these things, the ads are for other shows on these channels. Right. You know what I mean? Like I watch Picard and it's got commercials for Star Trek Discovery and the five other Star Trek shows coming out on on Paramount. But like, right. Yeah. And like I, I like I'm sitting here thinking I'm like I couldn't tell you what any of the commercials actually are. Yeah. On Picard, which means like it doesn't have an impact on my life. Right. Like it I it happens, I watch it and then my the rest of my life goes on. Right. This could be a this could be a good thing to be quite honest, to get people to stop just staring and being like, "Okay, you know, 
unbroken focus on this yeah. one thing until I finish the entire season and, and make yeah. them get up and go do something for like even 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, could be a good thing. Could be a good thing. Um, it's bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. I would like to see the, like what kind of response Disney gets from doing this. Um, Disney yeah. and HBO because it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I get it. Like, there's a lot of people who can't. Well, it's weird because Disney's what, like six bucks a month or something like that. So I'm like, I think so. Yeah. There's some people who, yeah, can't afford to to do that for the for the whole year, and I understand that. So it's like this is also just a good thing to get more people on your platform, dude. Like anyone who yeah. can't afford Disney right now will gladly watch it with ads for three bucks. Like gladly. Yeah. I mean, I might even downgrade my tier of Disney Plus to just like not have to pay six bucks or eight bucks a month or whatever it is. Uh, to get that, yeah. Because like again, it's I, I'm eight not... bucks a month for Disney Plus. Okay, so it'll probably be four bucks a month with ads or whatever. Yeah, um, I would imagine. So yeah, I mean, I think people need to just realize that. Uh, I mean, the world that we live in, a lot of the revenue, especially coming from entertainment, comes from advertising. So yeah. like get used to it i guess i don't I'm get back reused to it i don't know <laughs> like it's just one of those things uh so so yeah i mean it's it's gonna be something that we're probably gonna have to deal with with a lot of these streamers going forward because yeah. i mean they like money and it's also good for us too i don't know get get a cheaper subscription uh price per yeah. month so ads, i'm okay with like that. ads let you see this stuff for, yeah cheaper like yeah. It's a more budget friendly. It's a way to do a more budget friendly service. Yeah. So I, Tubi is free because of ads. Like Tubi is free. <laughs> IMDb TV, which is so yeah. hard to say, also free. Yeah. And like there's some good stuff on there that isn't yeah. really anywhere else. So. Yes. So quit your bitching and yeah, basically. <laughs> um, speaking of bitching things. Nice. There is a trailer out. For Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hell yeah. The Star Wars universe. I hope that's a given. Uh, the new the new show on Disney Plus. Oh, there's another segue we could have done. Speaking <laughs> of Disney Plus. Anyway. Uh, new series coming to Disney Plus on May 25th. Um, mm-hmm. Following the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. After the prequels. Before the originals yes yes that's where we're at Mm -hmm. what do you think josh (laughs) hype or no hype i'm hyped um but i was gonna be hyped even if i didn't see a trailer for this because obi-wan kenobi Mm -hmm. was a staple of my childhood he was the character that uh I was like obsessed with it was like my brother for some reason was obsessed with Anakin and I was obsessed with Obi-Wan Kenobi when we were like five to ten and I first saw the Phantom Menace and I was like this guy's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and it just went from there so I was always going to be hyped but after seeing this trailer I mean there's a lot of stuff going for it but there's also a lot of questions that I need to have answered um, especially when we're dealing with this uh like the storyline of Obi-Wan Kenobi is so interesting because Revenge of the Sith ends with him. Yeah. And then A New Hope picks up with him. Very different. Very different Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Yeah. So there's a huge gap that this is not going to fill every single hole, 
but there's some there's some well it's arguably what like about 18 years right i think luke is supposed to be like 17 18 when a new hope starts something like that and this it looks like between two and five years after you know he dropped off anakin spoilers i guess uh (laughs) um so i'm after he dropped off luke or yeah luke i should say Um, yeah okay but yeah, so so I'm I am hyped. What about you just judging from the trailer? I am also hyped though not as much as I thought I would be. Yeah. And I swear to god, I think it's cuz it's Tatooine. But this is the first one that it makes sense that they're back on Tatooine. <laughs> True. Yes. Absolutely. And this is the first one that's like, okay, well, this would have to kind of be on Tatooine. And it does seem like there's going to be stuff elsewhere mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah. But the other thing that's going on here is like, I feel like I don't have a proper appreciation of what's being like of the fan service here. Because mm-hmm. like my Obi-Wan Kenobi, like I love Ewan McGregor. My Obi-Wan Kenobi is Alan Guinness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, you know. I think that's just an age difference in our, in our case, but like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I, I'm so like, I'm hyped for it. And I was talking to a friend of mine and he kind of is more involved in the, uh, involved is the wrong word. He's more knowledgeable of the, um, like the Clone Wars like the sh- and the Rebels the TV shows, and stuff like the that. The Clone Wars and, and Rebels and things like yep. that, which is apparently what a lot of this is yeah. like. You know, he watched this and went inquisitors, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. which to which I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I have been informed that they are basically Darth Vader's apprentice pool. Yeah. So like Darth Vader has, you know, there's a, can only have one apprentice, but like he's got to pick from a, a bunch. Of course. Um, so cool would be Sith Lords. Um Right. Which I suppose I can get behind. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that one dude. There, there are, are seemingly two obvious ones in this. That one, <laughs> I can feel. Shout out, Dave. I can feel Dave being like, "No, they, her name is Ezra. His name is Ezra." Anyway, <laughs> uh, but like, there are seemingly two Inquisitors in this, and I'm super on board with one of them, and the other one looks dumb as hell. Yeah. Um. That's me. Which is interesting because if you like, I'm not a huge fan of the shows either. Not because I don't like them. I just haven't engaged with them a lot. I I watched part of Bad Batch and I've seen bits and pieces of Clone Wars. But from what I can gather, the Inquisitor, like the the lead, the head Inquisitor, I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't really look like he does in the show, like at all. Uh, And I've I've heard a lot of people like like diehard fans kind of going like that's really interesting not sure if that's gonna work which i'm like huh okay if that's Hmm. the if that's the line in the sand there okay like i i don't know enough to know but i also like you was like yeah interesting choice there on the on the costume and and makeup design there Um, yeah and way of wielding a lightsaber that as well um (laughs) so the other thing i think that we should mention in this that's worth kind of talking about is this was originally supposed to star Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, uh, What's his name there? Um, Ray Park back again. Ray Park was going to come back. Ray Parks uh, was supposed to reprise his role and they 
bump that out and replaced him with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. With Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, which I, I think we're still over here like, I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, seriously, uh, you have no idea. <laughs> it's going to be really weird if it's Darth Vader and then he just like, you know, like takes off his helmet or something because... But then it's unrecognizable Hayden Christensen. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, it bald with scar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am way more into the idea of Darth Maul being in this than I am Darth Vader. Yeah. I kind I'm, of get yeah. if, if, if this is Darth Vader's pool of uh, would be apprentices. I guess that makes more sense, but like it almost to me to make an MCU connection, which like it's Disney. So like there's an MCU thing like Darth Vader, I almost said Darth should be, but they're both Darths like Darth (laughs) Vader should be like the Thanos of these things. If he's still kicking around like, cool, give me Darth Maul and like, and honestly, I thought when this trailer started that we were going to get Darth Maul because it starts with Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Which is like yeah. iconic. And you're like, oh, yeah. Obi-Wan and Duel of the Fates, the other half of that thing is Darth Maul. Um, yeah. So it's weird because I don't know if I'm just going to go through this whole thing being like, could have had Darth Maul. Could have had Darth Maul. You know, and then like, let's have yeah. Darth Vader show up at the end there. And, you know, I, I don't know. Right. And so I have heard that the exclusion of Maul was a decision that was made by like the executives. They weren't really happy with the direction this was going. But it also, from what I know of the shows, like Rebels, not Bad Batch, but Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Maul would make sense, or maybe it's not. It's yeah. one of the shows that Maul wouldn't make sense here in terms of the canon. Um, yeah. Which is interesting to me, and I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, but it seems like the Vader inclusion, while it does make a little bit of sense with the story, it, it feels like they're going for like a fan servicey type of thing, which I get. Like I totally yeah. understand that, and that's what like the Luke spoilers. The Luke thing was for the Mando and Boba Fett, yeah. and I guess Boba Fett was also Boba Fett, part of yeah, that too. Um, and so I'm kind of nervous about it, but I'm also like, they've put a lot more time, energy, and money into this show than they have with any of the others. Than so they I'm did like, with okay. And I love Ewan McGregor. Like, he's done no wrong. I even think he's good in the prequels. Like, I do. Yeah. Like, I think he did the best of with, with, he, with what he was given there. Uh, Absolutely. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a much more adult Star Wars show here. And I think that that's yeah. what's going to be given to us because it seems a lot darker just with the tone. Like, if you haven't seen the trailer, mm-hmm. definitely go watch the trailer. I mean, it seems like what's going to be happening is... Kenobi is on Tatooine. He's looking over Luke and the Inquisitors. They The crazy thing is they, they can't know that he's there because yeah. Vader doesn't know. Like that's the, that's what I don't understand about all this is like, they can't know that anybody's on Tatooine. So they might yeah. sense. I would, a force I would user. bet the T up is Darth Vader has some kind of sense that Obi-Wan is still alive. Right. Yeah. What would yeah. that be? Because he never killed him. 
<laughs> kind of right exactly yeah you know? um so yeah. it could just be like a i don't know it all depends it could be a thing of like his inquisitors there are uh trying to curry favor and they're like well everyone must think that obi-wan kenobi's still alive if we can find him like then we can you know yeah yeah and I think like it's gonna go like they're gonna try and draw him out of hiding because the other quote that happens in the trailer is basically the the Grand Inquisitor or whatever is talking about how the Jedi Code is something that they can't get away from like they, it's almost they're compelled to do something yeah. about it and then you see that sequence with somebody hanging in the square of Mos Eisley and you're like okay they're gonna try and get him yeah. to come out and show his lightsaber which I'm like I don't know I mean we might not see him wield a lightsaber until the finale realistically well here's my question because I'm like sitting here I'm like yeah like they're they're trying to like dig him out and like get him to like do you I'm gonna ask this question and then give a follow-up detail of do you think he's gonna be like older in this like do you think he's gonna be kind of like old because would obi-wan kenobi not wipe the floor with all of these motherfuckers he should <laughs> you know what i mean like he took out anakin skywalker like you he know took out like, general er- grievous and darth Maul. Yeah. he took out like everyone <laughs> yeah so like am i to believe that this you know would not even apprentice like would be apprentice who's like might know one thing about the dark side like right is gonna go and pose any kind of real threat to obi-wan kenobi I, right and maybe i don't know maybe i'm speaking without a knowledge of the canon you know you know maybe it's a thing but maybe it's gonna have been 15 16 years and you know your powers are weak old man it's possible and he also like yeah he it's funny because you say that it's just like okay they might have been trained by vader but guess who trained vader the guy who yeah. they're going to fight. So it's just yeah. like, there's, there should be no, there should be nothing here. And yeah. And again, like he may have, he might be rusty, which I think that it's definitely possible. And it's what's going to happen. But I mean, I don't know. Here's what I would like. Um, <laughs> I would rather it was Obi-Wan Kenobi holding back in some capacity of like, mm. I can't get too in like every, like, every fight he's in, like a Hulk kind of thing, like trying yeah, to avoid yeah. the fight. Cause he knows he'll win. And like, but sure. winning would tip off Darth Vader. Right. You know what I mean? If like, he just came in and like wiped out three of his inquisitors and was like, Oh yeah. And then Darth Vader's like, where are my inquisitors? And they're like, I don't know. Right. They went to Tatooine and never came back. Right. <laughs> they never came. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. So <laughs> my I, home planet. Like, okay. I feel like that. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I wonder if there's anything with Owen Lars. Um, so I don't know. I, I would like, I feel like that's a much more engaging use of character than just like he's gotten old. Oh, totally. You know? Um, so that's what I would hope for, but I, We'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm hyped about this. I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm really worried about how Darth Vader is gonna be in it. But yeah. But Darth Vader has been in other stuff and been pretty cool. So it's true. And I'm thinking specifically of like the Rogue One stuff. I'm like, yep. I mean, <laughs> That's if, what, yeah. if if we could see, I don't know how this is pot. Like, I just don't know how this is possible, but if we like, they're going to have to fight, but I don't get how that makes any logical sense. But like, that's the only thing (laughs) like rogue one is the only other property really, uh, that's 
in this same time period. Yeah. You know, um, and given yeah. it's at the very end, right before a new hope starts, but sure. But still, you know, it would be if it's Darth Vader at the peak of his power, run around, fucking shit up. Cool. Yeah. But like, I don't get how that's Hayden Christensen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why they would have had to bring him back. So bizarre. <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be some flashback usage. Obviously, they're going to this new planet, Dayu, which is not Coruscant. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be, but it's more of like a slums like yeah. uh, variant of of Coruscant, which is cool. Um, Possibly also from Rogue One. Is that where they found what's his oh, name there? That's very. Po- I honestly don't remember. It's I it's haven't very visited possible. Rogue One in a very long time. Yeah. Right. Um. um but it, yeah, I mean, check the trailer out. It's funny because the music is what did it for me. Like yep. it was, if you're a Star Wars fan, like a like a more of a like an intense Star Wars fan, like you'll be picking out like these little pieces of yeah. like the different parts of the score, and also the fact that John Williams is coming back to do the score or most of the score for this. I'm like, yes, two thumbs up, dude. Like I that that brings give it up me, a whole other notch. Give me for every me. John Williams who can. Like keep yeah. that man working before. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I mean we're both watching this for sure. We're both hopeful that it's good. Although with with the Star Wars uh Disney Plus shows, it's about 50/50 for me. Like I'm not yeah. the like both shows have been both great and also terrible. So I'm like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a big spectrum here and I'm hoping that this they've put a lot more time, care and energy into it. And it's they're bringing back a lot of the 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 cast, so I'm like they must have read something that was, yeah, not going to tarnish their legacies even more than the prequels did. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we'll we'll see. Um, coming on May twenty yeah. fifth. Yeah. Uh, kind of a missed opportunity to come out on May fourth, but you know. I know what the what the hell. Man? Mm. And I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah. debating. I I am debating heavily in my head if I should attempt to like do some rebels or do some you know Clone Wars viewing. Like I've started down that path a couple times, and I'm like, I, I there's a lot of other content I want to watch. So I'm sure like yeah. I'm like you know in the beginning of May there'll be a list that comes out that's like watch these ten episodes. Yep of clone wars to know what the hell's going on so i might pull that trigger but right yeah it's a lot of content though like rebels clone wars and bad batch like we're talking it's a lot lot of content um and it's good like it's what i've seen of it is good it's just like it's not better it's not what i'm I'm gonna stop watching all this stuff for to watch so it we'll see we'll see yeah so all right well let's bring it on back here um Let's let's bring it to some recommendations. I guess our recommendation this our recommendation theme this week doesn't really have um anything to do with anything we've talked about, but it's okay. That's fine. It's our podcast. Um, exactly. So I it. posed this one uh, a couple weeks ago because it took some some time to to think on. Um, yep. Our theme this week is. Let me see if I can phrase this any kind of eloquent way. <laughs> Films with famous actors who tend to always play themselves or feel like themselves when you're watching them. We're talking Tom Cruise. We're talking 
you know, Will Smith, like it's like, you know, you watch their movies and they're good. Their performances are fine, but it's like Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise, that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. So films with actors that would fall into that category where they do disappear into their role, where yep. it's like, you can't believe that that was Will Smith or you yeah. know, what have you. Yeah. Um, so Josh, do you want to, you want to go first? I'm really curious what you, uh, what you have here. Yeah. Let me go first here. Um, there was so many, and I might, after we're done, just list a couple more, not as recommendations, but as, as ones that sure. I possibly would have done. But the one that I'm going to go with, uh, and part of the reason I'm doing this is because one, I do genuinely enjoy this movie. And two, I've been really hard on Ryan Reynolds over the past like mm-hmm. year and a half, um, for good reason, mind you, I think that he's yeah. been just t- taking the easy road. But my recommendation this week is a movie that goes by the name of Buried, which this is kind of like a, ah. this is like a, uh, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it, but basically like he, he was doing this stuff to begin with and then mm-hmm. he turned into Ryan Reynolds, like the, the yeah. jokester, the, you know, guy. He so it's his, kind of yeah. like, yeah, he retconned himself a little bit, but so this is a movie directed by Rodrigo Cortez, uh, stars Ryan Reynolds as the only person in this film who is, uh, is basically an army or like a, a military convoy driver who, you know, hits a roadside bomb and wakes up in a coffin underground and he has 90 minutes worth of air and he has a lighter and he has a cell phone and that's it the movie plays in real time which is just one of the most claustrophobic things you can you can ever like have done especially when it's somebody in a box um this movie i remember watching for the first time i think it's 2008 maybe i don't have the year up here but uh it is surprisingly like really really compelling and really really good because you're not sure what's going on there's a lot of twists and turns that happen throughout especially because he's got the phone so he's calling different people trying to figure out where he is trying to get people to kind of triangulate where his like coordinates are which i'm like just thinking about it i'm just thinking like oh my god this is the worst case scenario like of all time uh he's got nothing for light except for this one zippo lighter it is so like masterfully done in the way that the cinematography is the way that it's just this one guy trying to act with literally nobody on screen. Nobody even, I mean, I'm sure he has somebody speaking with him on the phone, but yeah. and it's just, if you go through the behind the scenes too, and see how they shot it, it's really cool. Obviously he's not in a box that's underground. I think <laughs> yeah. that they do like these crazy cutaways and like they've cut the box and ha- it's just really, really awesome how they've shot this movie. Um, and it's a it's not Ryan Reynolds. Like he's not funny. He's not like doing all these quips and little jabs and like making yeah. and he's not he's doing a real performance here, which he used to do. I mean, he was in Amityville, like he was in a couple movies where he was yeah. actually a real person. Um and then he took this turn, which is unfortunate. Yes. But it is what it is. He gets paid way more to do that, so I get it. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I would so buried is my recommendation. It is streaming on HBO Max right now, which is awesome, which means I'm gonna go watch it at some point in the next couple nice. of days. Uh and yeah, it's a quick ninety minutes, so just check it out if you wanna be really claustrophobic for ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those movies I feel like I would have to do in I haven't seen it, but I feel like I'd have to do it in sections because I don't think I could yeah. I don't think I could be in a like, yeah. It's you feel it. You're you put yourself in that scenario and you're mm. like, Oh god. Oh, it was horrifying <laughs> enough in uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. Exactly. Yeah. Volume oh One. Volume Two. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Cool. 
So yeah, what's your so recommendation? What's it called? Wait, what's it called? Buried? Buried. 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 Cool. My recommendation this week, I went through a lot on this. Um, yeah. Because there's like there's so many that are just like, yeah, they, they always just play themselves. I landed on Jamie Foxx, mm. who tends to always play some variation on Jamie Foxx. And like Spider-Man No Way Home, I feel like was no exception of like, oh, yeah, there's Jamie Foxx playing Electro as, you know, Jamie yeah, Foxx. Um, but digging through his IMDb brought me back to a movie I saw a long time ago, but I remember really enjoying called The Soloist. Oh, which also stars Robert Downey Jr. and Catherine Kinnear. It's a Joe Wright movie. Um, he, yeah. he directed it, also did like Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, Darkest Hour, uh, Cyrano this year for the for the mm-hmm. Oscars. Um, and it's about a newspaper journalist played by uh, Robert Downey Jr. who meets a homeless man on the street who is a musical prodigy. Um, Mm -hmm. like who went to Juilliard and then like through various, like basically starts having, um, issues like mental issues, um, Mm -hmm. and ends up on the street and all this kind of stuff. And he, you know, he's playing his violin on the street with two strings and it's, it's a really touching movie. It like, it gets so, as I recall, it gets away from itself a little bit, but like, it definitely like, you know, tugs on your heartstrings the whole time. And, yeah. Jamie Foxx like just disappears into this character, you know? Right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, um, it's streaming on Hulu. So if you want to pay for some ads or not pay for ads on Hulu, uh, you can, you can knock it out. And that's, uh, the soloist from 2009. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen this movie. I know I've seen the trailers and I knew that it came out. I just completely, yeah. this is one that like I completely forgot. Well, about. and it's, it's based on a book, you know, it's based on a true story. Um, so it's, you know, got that same kind of, kind of, I don't know, it, it, it really tugs in your heartstrings because it's, a, it's a feel good movie. Uh, I won't say feel good movie, but like it's a, <laughs> heartfelt? it's one of those inspiration, heartfelt. Yeah. Inspirational, heartfelt, that kind of stuff. So love it. Love it. So there Hell we go. Yeah. Lots of lots of options in there. I was really looking for something with The Rock because I feel like The Rock's always doing the same thing. But I don't think he has that yet. Yeah. I don't think he's hit it yet. I mean, like the walking thing, tall. The thing that, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Southland Tales was the one I was looking at, but I like I watched yeah. a couple clips of Southland Tales and I'm like, no, this is still just The Rock. It's just um, The Rock, yeah. <laughs> the one I originally thought of uh, that like, kind of, teed up this category was collateral because I think Tom Cruise is oh not very Tom Cruise in collateral. Same kind of yeah. thing though. Like that was my original, like, Oh, I'll say collateral. And then I watch and I'm like, eh, it's still kind of Tom Cruise. It's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, um, I, I was going through and like, like Sandler and uncut gems was too obvious for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's way too obvious. Uh, I, I honestly fox catcher with, with Steve Carell. I yeah, was like, I thought about mm. that one. I was like, but do I like that movie? That was the thing. I was like, do I enjoy yeah. that movie though? I was looking at uh, Channing Tatum a little bit there too. Yeah, how, Channing yeah. Tatum as well. Um, and then I had like Nobody with Bob Odenkirk and honestly Green Room with Patrick Stewart. That was another one that I was like, oh, that could be mm. it because he's a fucking really yeah. scary son of a bitch in Green Room. So <laughs> yeah. lots of good stuff though. Lots cool. of good stuff to choose from. But yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's bring it on home. Josh, uh, where can people find you on the internet? 
people can find me on the internet uh, on Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. You can also find me on Twitter uh, at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelled with no E. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at Willis Film. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Yeah. Or you can find all of our recommendations, top fives, bottom fives, et cetera, et cetera, on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Episode 43 in the bag. Yes, sir. Good all right, stuff. All right. Yeah. I feel like I have nothing to vamp this week. I was gonna I was gonna vamp for you oh, this go. weekend. Oh, damn. Okay, go. Good man. stuff. Good stuff coming out this weekend, guys. Ty West's new movie X is dropping this weekend, mm-hmm. which is gonna be awesome. Also, the new Sandra O oh movie Uma Uma U M M A is dropping this weekend as well. So good horror indie horror movies coming out this weekend, guys. So yes. check it out. Um I think X is going to be what Chainsaw Massacre should have been, but yeah. neither here nor there. We'll see what happens. And yeah. And keep knocking out your Oscar list because we're, we're coming yeah. up on it. We only got a few weeks left. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the only one I have left to watch on my best picture list is Belfast. That's it. I've watched them all. Nice. Other than that, um, really, really interesting selection of movies for best picture, like all across the board. Like it's so, it's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm debating. I still haven't seen House of Gucci and I'm like, do I need to? Like, does that, I feel like I have to, but I'm like, I don't know. It's a fun watch. Like, I'll give you that. Like, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. So Licorice Pizza also on Amazon now Mm. for $5.99. Yes. Very, a very interesting movie. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Cool. End of, end of pod. End of pod. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We will talk to you again next week. And Josh, a pleasure, as always. Yes, of course.